What's up, everybody? Boom. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Tech Supreme, back with another episode of Rent Free with Tech Supreme. How's everyone doing? Hope everyone is okay. And we are back with another episode of Rent Free with Tech Supreme. Okay, making sure my mic's not moving on me. Um, hey, um, this is the first week of February. Uh, so, yeah, January just flew by uh moving fast on us and it is what it is and you know we already into the second month of the year which means it's going to be uh my favorite time of the year in st louis is mardi gras season uh so we're in the middle of mardi gras season it started in the first and second week of january with 12th night um so yeah we're getting ready to uh have the mardi gras grand parade at the 18th in uh two weeks i think about two weeks and um bunch of events happening between now and then in st louis and in soulard which is i don't live in soulard anymore i used to but you know still one of my favorite neighborhoods in st louis uh if you're in if you've never been to mardi gras i advise going it's a fun event there's thousands of people just flooding the streets it is it's, it's just a good time um now i haven't drank since uh mexico in just the, the, the uh what, january 10th um, and I don't plan on drinking until Mardi Gras, and I'm still on the fence if I'm even going to drink then. But uh, it should still be a fun time. Really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, and Valentine's Day, of course. Um, me and my wife really aren't big Valentine's Day celebrators because uh, we love each other every day. But uh, you know, okay, if you do love Valentine's Day, that's coming up in two weeks. Get your plans together now, my homie Nate. Uh, he's going to uh, to Nippon Thai, which is this wonderful sushi restaurant. Um, for Valentine's Day, him and his his wife, which they have only been married for like a, a year or, or two years, I think, or like they just got past a year. So congratulations to them. Um, that's random. I'm just being random. It's rent free. So anything that pops in my head is what do we talk about? Um, so here we go with uh, that's not really topics, personal update. That's about it. Just been focusing on my health and working out uh, as much as possible, hitting the gym as much as possible. Um, I've been doing great ever since I stopped drinking. Um, it's like casual drinks because I was never, I've never, never felt like I was had a problem. But I was, I live next to one of the biggest drinking neighborhoods in St. Louis, so we went there a lot. Um, I just feel great about not having any alcohol in my system and counting all my calories and eating like a bodybuilder and actually using. Uh, like the 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 energy and the nutrients that I'm getting and taking it out in the gym and lifting heavier it's it's been great I haven't checked on the scale stepped, stepped on a scale which is probably a good thing because I tend to get super obsessive over the numbers on a scale so I'm not worried about that at all I'm only worried about my food scale numbers so as long as like my food intake is, is proper I'm, I'm happy um so yeah the calories have been getting counted and the water's been getting consumed, and I've been feeling good. I've been feeling great. The sleep has been perfect. I've been getting crazy amounts of sleep. I was uh, floating around a couple weeks ago about LeBron James' uh, sleeping habits, and he sleeps literally about 12 hours a day, which, you know, we can't afford to do that because, you know, we're not millionaires. But, um, you know, he takes his body, his health real seriously, and sleep is a huge part of it. And I feel like in my lifetime, 
I have even like slapped like slacked on sleeping properly. So I'm super happy that I'm I'm able to get good sleep. And a funny thing is that when you do consume alcohol, it doesn't even matter if it's a little bit, it destroys your sleeping. Um, and people think like, oh, I'm just gonna take this glass of wine before I go to sleep, or I'm gonna do this whiskey before I go to sleep. It's gonna help me sleep. It doesn't, it disrupts your sleep. So um, health first, you know, take care of your shit, take care of your body, your mind and your teeth. Um, let's get into the topics. So a couple of days ago, I noticed, you know, if you, if you listen to the podcast, it's the St. Louis, you know, I'm, I'm in St. Louis. I represent St. Louis. Um, there was this post that was circulating about the top 20 all time rappers from St. Louis. I, I don't even think I have it pulled up. Uh, cause I saw the list and I didn't really trip off of it. I'm gonna put it on the screen real quick. I didn't really trip off of it. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the screen. If you're just seeing a clip, you probably can't see it. Um, let's see something real quick. So a couple of days ago, they came out with a top 20 STL rappers ever list. And it's an interesting list, okay? So you got Nelly at one. I'm not going to go through like the ranking of it because I don't even know if it's really ranked or not because Smino on this list is 17 and he probably should be a little bit higher. But there's Nelly, St. Lunatics, T-Dubbo, Tef Poe, Murphy Lee, Jew, Averb, Rockwell Knuckles, Keem, Three Problems, Bodine, JR, Hitman Holla, B-Magic, Bates, Tiffany Fox, Smino, Taylor Maid, Jaquan, and Big Boss Vet. Now, I don't know Big Boss Vet. I know she had a viral song, if I'm not mistaken, last year um, that everyone on TikTok was rocking. And I did. I someone said, "Oh, that's they're from St. Louis." I had no idea. Um, now I don't really know B Magic either. Um, and I too, I'm a little bit too old for three problems. I feel like, but everyone else I know, um, Jew. I think it's Jew Czar. I'm not sure. I think that is him. Um, I don't really know him well. Um, but I, I know most of these people. I've never met Taylor Made. I've never worked, met Jaquan or Shmino. I've met Nelly once, and I'm you know I've definitely met the Ticks. Uh, of course, I produced for Tef Poe, so I know Tef Poe. Murphy Lee is a cool-ass guy. Uh, I used to do graphics for Averb. We actually have the same tattoo, which is really weird. Um, but, you know, that's what happens when you're young and you get tattoos off the wall at Black Pearl. Um, Bodine's amazing. Hitman Hollers. I don't know. I don't never met him, but I know he's, like, dope. Tiffany Fox, she's dope. Um, so this is, it was, the list went around, and it drove people batshit crazy, right? Because most of the times, you get these... St. Louis is one of those cities for some reason that's like real sensitive to lists and awards and recognition. They just, people just want recognition. And I, and I get that. Um, should you take these lists with a grain of salt? Absolutely. They're just lists. They are just someone's opinion, basically. And, and no one's more invalidated for not being on this list than someone who should be feeling validated for being on the list. Um, now, having said that, I saw the discourse and I don't play St. Louis music politics anymore. So um, everyone thinks I fell off. That's fine. I just don't involve myself in the game. Um, so yesterday when I was, was it, I think it was yesterday, I was on, the, um, on Instagram and I got this message uh, from Ronnie Notch, which is a fellow producer. Now, I really like Ronnie Notch. He's a really stand-up guy. I've been to his house. He's invited me around his family. Super solid guy. Plus, and also, like, um, very, like, uh, he's, he, 
he spreads love. You know what I'm saying? Like he was doing this thing called um, this Microsoft. I, I forget the name. I want to say Notes for Life. Um, and he was like, hey, Tech, come through. Like, I need you to come and talk to these kids. Like, so he's like that type of guy. Like, well, he'll get a little opportunity. He'll get an opportunity and he'll spread it out. He's always been that way. And one of my favorite people is like how I kind of like got cool with him was DJ Epic. They were running the thing together. They're super cool guys, super great guys. So he's, I was tagged in something and he comments whole thing, you know, thanks, whatever. Thank you for this. So I didn't know what he was talking about because I didn't see the original tag. So I opened it and it was a, the same person who did the top 20 rappers did the top 20 producers. Um, and I, so this was completely unbeknownst to me. I look on the list and I see my name on it, which is like I said, it's just someone's opinion, but it's still an honor. It still makes you feel great. It, feels, it makes you feel like you've done something. Uh, so here's the list right here. And just real quick, I'm going to go over it. Now, I do know most of these people. I don't know a couple of them. Um, number one, I've never met Metro Boomin, obviously. Like, he's, like, he's the industry, like, he's that guy. Like, he's him. So, like, uh, yeah, Metro Boomin's out of here, of course. Uh, DJ Chop Squad, number three, I don't know him personally. Um, we've been friends on Instagram and... Um, facebook but i've been watching his career and it's been absolutely inspiring so shout out to he has one of the best stories like just his like life story and he deserves every ounce of success he's gotten i'm super i just be rooting from him from the from the depths of the shadows uh tarboy number two um i'm a big fan of tarboy well we're friends on on facebook and when i was coming up as far as like being a producer he's one of my people that i idolize tarboy um and then before the track stars, those two guys, Tarboy was, um, oh my God, what is the name of their their uh, track boys? Uh, big fan of the track boys. They did a lot of Nelly stuff, a lot of St. Louis stuff. Like they were just, they're just, they were just amazing. Tarboys is amazing. Uh, track stars were with Chingy, so I was a big fan of them. Of course, you know, JE was like one of, I mean, if you're a producer in in the modern rap era, JE is one of your your idols. That's just what it is. Like Nelly, Ten Million country grammar like that whole era insane uh chase the money that's a that's a, a, a kid that i met through doorway and super cool guy super talented producer he's gone on to do huge things with um i forgot the guy the rapper's name starts with a v i'm horrible with remembering things uh he's amazing jackpot hits is amazing he done a lot of stuff with rocky um who's another associate of mine and they, they've done amazing work together and he's an amazing producer coco's the homie a uh, fun story when he did shake your tail feather he was working at a um at&t i was working there at the same time in his call center and he was out he was the fuck about it there and that was real funny because i was like hey you know jason he you know he makes beats he says over there and but i didn't really know him um and i'm not weird like that but like yeah he just blew up and i met him later on in life and super cool guy Trifecta is the homie. That is the definitely homie. He's so so talented. Ronnie Notch, who I just talked about, he's on his like that's the one who commented, who got me on this. Uh, Brad Young, of course, I've I've known him. I don't really know him personally, but I know of him. Him and his younger brother Vega, um, and then I, I met them through Orlando, who was like kind of like a mentor to me. So like, you know, I don't know who Seneca Kaysen is. I don't know who Jay France is. Black Spade is probably the most talented out of anyone I've ever met in my life. Period. Uh, Tess Banger, he's super dope. Um, and then little old me on there. Uh, Bo Willie, number 17, he's on there. Shout out to Bo Willie. I think he's in Cali right now. I hope him, he's doing well because he's super talented as well. Uh, Loudy, I haven't, I don't think I've ever met Loudy, but I was also during the time that I was kind of super active in the scene. He was, 
uh, major ADA keys. I hear the name all the time. And T Rex, I don't know who T Rex is. Uh, so it was just really cool to be on this list, man. It's really it's an it's an honor to be considered one of the best producers in St. Louis. And I don't know who this is who made this, but you know, uh, when I posted it, the comments were like, "Hell yeah, dude!" Like, and it's so awesome. Some people who I've been working with for years with graphics, they're like, "You produce?" I was like, "Yeah, man." Like that's fun story about that. I was doing uh, um, graphic design for Pretty Willy. And so Nelly came out, and then Pretty Willy was basically a different label's answer. But he was super talented and super great, still is. Um, and he moved on to gospel. Now he's P-Dub, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't. But I was a big fan. So when it, when I was approached by by his management to do graphics for him, it was an honor. And we did graphics for like a year together. I was doing graphics with him for a year. We were, you know, texting. And one day he he calls me, and he says, yo, I just saw this was like 2009 or 2010, 2009. I was like, I, he's like, I just saw that you were producer of the year for the Real Front Times. And I really respect the fact that you've never told me that. Like, I respect the fact that we've been working together and you've never pushed your music onto me. You just kept it business. I just I appreciate that. And, and that was it. So that I thought that was funny because like, here I am, like this this top producer in, in certain circles. Um, and this guy who's like a, a national recording artist had no idea. Um, so that reminds me of my, my homie now, who's, um, I, one of my clients, but I mean, I, I like the kid I've known him. I've been doing graphics for him since he started doing promotions and he just messaged me yesterday. He's like, I didn't know you produce, bro. Like you make beats. What? Um, but yeah, dual identities, I guess. But thanks for the list. I appreciate that. That's a, it's an awesome just thing. So, uh, moving on, I'm not talking about producing and, and production and stuff and, I, you know, I don't really like to, uh, I don't really talk about that side as much. Uh, my friend uh, Ben asked me the other day, he's like, hey, do you ever regret not pursuing music further? I was like, dude, I did it for 20 years and I still make music. I just don't put it out. So this year I'm going to put music out. Um, yeah, and keep it moving. Now, this next story, this next story comes from Miami and I'll just, you know, with these websites, ugh, I fucking hate these websites. Um, but with this story, I'll, I'll post it. Man, Miami mayor unveils Black History Month themed police cruiser. And this is sounds. This is this is about as dumb as it sounds. There in Miami yesterday, they unveiled a Black History Month police cruiser. This is hands down. <laughs> this is one of the most tone deaf things. I have ever seen in all of my years of existence. Can you imagine <laughs> having to see this behind you, pulling you over to harass you because you're black and they got the black fist on the side of it, bro? With the with the with the cloth, bro. This is the worst. This I've never seen. Uh, I've never seen anything more tone deaf. This is I don't like. This is like KKK members putting on like shikis and putting and put making putting holes in them for their eyes like this is insanely just out of fucking reach like what planet are you on uh miami <laughs> what, what what uncle charlotte says the most crazy people come from the bronx and all of florida so here you go i, I don't even know how do you take this seriously if you're the the car rap company that does this like how do you even take this seriously florida car rap you got some explaining to do as well like you're in the hot seat too 
I, there's nothing to say about this. Like, like some of these, sometimes I'll, I'll pick a topic in which like, oh yeah, you, I can riff on this. I can't riff on this. There's nothing to riff on. It's just dumb, big, dumb Miami police, big, dumb energy. I don't know. I don't know how you make that right. Like you can't pull over black people this month. I don't know. That should be a thing. <laughs> no, you got to pull over black people. Not out of some. Um, cause you know, people take that too far and, and, they look like St. Louis. St. Louis feels pretty lawless right now. Uh, but I digress. All right, moving on. Black Path of Wakanda Forever. Talk, speaking of Black History Month, I found this extremely corny. Let me know what you think. Um, they decided to release Black Panther on February 1st. Now, at first I was like, ah, that doesn't make sense. Why are they doing it? Then it dawned on me they did it for Black History Month. right on i guess i don't know like why just release it when it's supposed to it's supposed to, it should have released a, a long time ago but you can tell they held it for this this moment or whatever but like it didn't need to be black history month it didn't need to be february 1st it could have been christmas time it should have been out in christmas time right for dvd sales and and shit like that and i know my nephews kept coming over and like hey man when's black panther come out like because it should have been out they literally pushed it back just for Black History Month. And that's just some weird ass pandering. Like, that's not, that's not, that's not progressive. That's just to me bottlenecking it in. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I get exhausted with Black History Month because I want, you know, the people who the people who need to benefit from Black History Month don't give a fuck about it, right? People who need to learn black history and the people who need to celebrate learn learn to celebrate black people, they don't give a fuck about Black History Month. So it's just, it's just them kind of beating a dead horse, which I, sure, you know, Black History Month is cool, I fucks with it, but, like, nah, though, like, I don't know, there gotta be a different way of, of celebrating black people than just giving us the shortest month of the year, and then, like, all the companies going for the money grabs, because that's what it feels like, it feels like Black History money grab now, like, it's just like, Valentine's Day was a, uh, is a, a hustle for florist and can't and chocolate and card makers. And I feel like black history month now is coming a hustle of black people. I don't never see black people on Twitch front page until it's black history month. I never get these emails from, from Saks fifth Avenue, uh, with, with black people on it until black history month. And I'm the reason I say that is cause I literally just literally just got it like what an hour or so ago or some shit. Yeah. Like 28 minutes ago, I just got this ad, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, is companies are no, are le leaning in on it so hard and like even Walmart with the ice cream they did last year like come on man like there's ways that you you can celebrate this and bring awareness to black people without like trying to make a dollar out of it instead of trying to make it a hustle and it feels more like a hustle nowadays now am I going to celebrate black history month I celebrate black history every single day um I got you know I, it is what it is but which is a saying that I end up saying a lot when I don't have anything to say about something. Like, it is what it is, because that is literally what it is. Um, it's dumb. Big dumb. But, yeah. Black History Month and 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 trying to, like, ram black people for a month. Like, ram black people, not everyone's throat for a month. Like, how about you celebrate us all year? Because we're amazing every single day of the year. All year. And you don't have to try to sell something in February that with black people on it. And, and call it inclusion. Like, let's not do that. Let's just get a little bit better, you know, sponsor programs, you know, give back to the community. But then you, but you're trying to sell your, your black history, Apple watch. It's not really progressive, right? You, you, we get, you get that, right? 
whatever. Um, Russell Westbrook uh, got into a big fight with the homie Ben, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, Russell Westbrook ignored a fan. He was walking into a hotel, it looks like, and the fan was just like, Hey, Russell, I'm your, big- <laughs> hey, Russell, I'm your biggest fan. And, and Russell just looked unbothered. Um, and, y- you know, I- I'm-, I'm trying to pull up the video real quick. Let's see. Like, Russell, can you please sign my jersey? I don't know if you guys can hear it. But he, you can see he's unbothered. And that is the proper reaction when you're a millionaire superstar athlete. You can't please everybody. Now, on TikTok, I got into it with a lot of people about it. We were fighting in the comments, but it wasn't, you know, anything disrespectful. Um, but the, I feel like people will feel like if you're a celebrity of some sort, you're owed something. You're, you're like... You're like, oh, that's what you signed up for. No, what I signed up for was what Russell Westbrook signed up for was to play basketball on an elite level. <laughs> he didn't sign up to speak to every single person who wants to speak to him. No one should have to endure that. Uh, people in the gym don't have to endure that. Women who go anywhere in this world don't have to endure that. Um, no one has to endure uh, being demanded to speak to someone or demanded an action from someone just because you like what they do at their job. Um, the movie stars are the same. Musicians are the same. Doesn't even matter. When I, uh, I was standing outside of, um, we're sitting, uh, standing inside of the pageant for Summer Jam, um, and this was during rehearsals, and um, celebrities were walking by. No one bothered them because they're human. They don't deserve to be yelled at or or asked to do something. To the point, we we were ignoring everyone so much because we were just doing our jobs, minding our business. Uh, uh, Nick Cannon walks by. He looks at us. We look at him and just keep talking to amongst each other. And then he looks and says, all right, y'all, I'll see y'all later. And we're like, all right. And, you know, like, then we, like, because they're used to people bothering them. And, like, so when, they, when people don't bother them, it's weird for them sometimes, I think. I don't know. But um, my point is, Russell Westbrook or anyone else, in this world is not obligated to speak to you. I think it's pretentious and white privilege to assume that an athlete is supposed to talk to you. I seems to me, it seems like a lot of people I was talking to were white men who were saying like, oh, this is trash behavior. Like he the, the fans uh, made him who he is. Like, no, he made him who he is. He appreciates the fans. You know, he does, he does charity work, you know? And even that was when I brought it up to, to a, one of my associates on Instagram or Twitter, I brought it up. He was like, "Oh, that's just that's just pandering. That's just uh, that's just for the cameras. We need to see him when you, when you're not on." Like, no, he's first of all, he can't go anywhere in the United States of America, let alone the world, without being recognized. Russell Westbrook's distinct. Um, he's a hell of a top ten player. Uh, I think he's on a top ten list all time for something this week. I think assist. Um, Yeah, I, I can't really. Uh, career assist, top ten all is now tenth all time. Uh, so like, yeah, he's um international superstar. He has no, he doesn't, he doesn't have to carve out time for this random kid. And the thing that he does is, to me, it's giving off uh, slave mentality energy. It's giving off um, shut up and dribble. You're here for me type of energy. There's something off about demanding a sports person to be at your beck and call when you see him in public, like. Still a grown man, still owes you nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's super weird, super weird energy. Let me know what you think. 
I've had my fill of comments on arguments about it, but seems to be a, a hot topic. Um, moving on. So it looks like Netflix is changing the way they do password sharing, which I don't care about, right? I have five profiles. I only use three of them. Uh, I have one. My wife has one and my wife's mother has one. That's it. Um, I don't, I don't, no one else has my password. And I, my, one of my biggest flexes is that I've been on Netflix so long that my password is for, um, characters. I'll say that. So like, that's how long I've had it. And the one thing that bothers me about these new rules as I get it, sure. You don't want people to be able to log into other people's Netflix. So basically you're using more than five profiles. I'm sure in this case, and everyone has a, a shot at this this netflix thing um and you want to crack that down now already you're the number one streaming service revenue wise i'm pretty sure i can say that with confidence the one thing i don't like about this move is that like if you have an account it's automatically going to log you out every three day, uh was it three days or every every 10 days or something like that so every every few days is basically going to kick you out of your own netflix which means that you're like if you go on a trip or you just don't look at netflix for 10 days you're going to have to replug in your passwords which is going to be a pain in the ass and i feel like people are going to that's what's going to break netflix i feel like this if there if there's ever a a, a time in which they're going to lose it's going to be now so far they've been winning but like now that i feel like you're already number one why are you being why are you being this way like why are you acting like you like like you're getting robbed of money here. Like you make billions. And I think what's going to happen is, and I saw a TikTok about it and I can't credit whose TikTok it was because I can't remember, but they said, what's going to happen is, you know, you're going to have your wave of people leaving your college students, your old people, like all the people who's like, oh, now it's just not convenient anymore. But then you're going to have people who's just going to like, oh, I, I have to log in to Netflix. I just want to watch, like, I, I just want something to watch. So, and I got to do all this. So now I'm, I'm going to go to Hulu. Well, I'm going to go to Prime Video. I'm going to do something else to fill this void of of Netflix, of just watching something because now it's too complicated. Like now I don't want to get my phone. I don't want to do open this app and do this authentication and do this every single time, you know, like if I don't watch it consistently enough. And then that's going to lead to people just dropping the subscription altogether. I personally don't watch Netflix hardly ever. My wife does. So I, you know... I'm definitely going to have to put in my password a lot if I want to watch Netflix, something on Netflix. And that's going to be annoying. Uh, I don't think it's a great move and I don't think it's going to end well for the company. They're going to either have to back out of it once they see people start dropping or uh, something. Something's going to have to give. We'll see what happens. And to the last topic, uh, Mr. Beast. If you don't know who Mr. Beast is, like I don't really know who Mr. Beast is. I don't know why he's rich and famous, but he is rich and famous, uh, Jimmy Donaldson. Um, I don't know how he got his money, but let's just know he's like one of the biggest people on YouTube. Um, I think he has 20 something million on YouTube and maybe three or five million on TikTok. Um, but he did this thing that, that got on my radar was he cured blindness in over a thousand people he paid for their surgeries um apparently over the majority of people who are blind in america are due to attend are blind because they cannot afford a 10-minute surgery 
uh, and Mr. Beach funded the money for a thousand people to get this 10 minute surgery, which is absolutely, positively, insanely incredible. What bothers me is the fact that America touts itself as one of the best countries in the world, and you have ha over half, nearly half the population of people who are blind in America are blind because of money. That's so bad and sad and disgusting uh, that you have a YouTuber doing more than politicians, than corporations. What is like? What is stopping? I, I excuse me. Uh, 131 million subscribers on YouTube. Uh, what is stopping Jeff Bezos or a company from doing this? Right? Instead of like, I I don't know. I just hats off to Mr. Beast and to tie it into uh uh how good a person Mr. Beast is. He's teamed up with Keith Lee, who's probably like right now TikTok's golden child of just of just being a good person. Uh, I love Keith Lee. I saw I started following Keith Lee before he uh before he became this national thing. The algorithm was behind him. Uh, uh, so I saw Keith Lee's videos a long time ago, and I've been a fan ever since. I was talking about him with, with my wife. Um, and him and, and Mr. Beast is one, which one of his, his favorites and his wife's favorites and sister's favorites. They teamed up to help restaurants who are struggling in Vegas. Uh, they picked one and gave him $10,000. And it's just a, just a feel-good story. And Mr. Beast, I, I think he got a fan out of me out of, out of this, man. Like, he's really solved blindness for a 1,000 people. Like, that's insane, bro. I'm not an optometrist, so I don't, I don't know the science behind it, but like he had optometrists on, on the video where I saw clips of, and he's like, yeah, there's literally a 10 minute surgery that can fix your blindness if you have, you know, have it. And it kind of hits home for me because I have a client who, uh, Blind City, Langford Cunningham, who's an amazing person, um, and he's blind, and, you know, just, um, that could, then maybe, maybe, you know, if 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 the the healthcare system wasn't so fucked, uh, that could have been avoided. You know, it is what it is. Um. All right. Well, that's kind of the episode. Little little rough. We talked about producing music and Black Lives, uh, Black History Month, police vehicles, and what's the rest. Book. It's been a spicy, uh, little quick podcast episode. Um. I do want to say thank you for everyone who's been checking it out. I just I look at the numbers a lot more lately and. Uh, the numbers are respectable, and I'm really, really happy that people are listening, uh, checking it out, and spreading the world word and commenting. If you comment, that gives my gets my engagement up. So definitely need that. Um, I don't, man, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's it. That's all I got today. So thank you for listening to Rent Free with Tech Supreme. I will see you guys on the next one. Um, be safe and um, yeah, peace. Rent free. Rent free. Listen your head rent free. Listen your head rent free.